Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you, Lord, for the grace that we have found in your eyes. We thank you, Lord, for giving us another opportunity to be in your house. Dear Lord, as we have come, we ask, O oh God, that you will give us receptive hearts. Lord, we pray that your word will not fall on stony grounds, but may your word fall on fertile grounds. We make ourselves available. We avail our hearts as fertile grounds. Let your word have its way. Spirit of God, have your way amongst us. We welcome your presence. We acknowledge your presence. We thank you for your mighty presence amongst us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, we've been sharing in this church for some few weeks now about the heart of a servant and the mind of a servant. Isn't that so? We've been sharing about the mind of a servant. And um, I, uh, I have been blessed by this message. I don't know about you, but I have been blessed by this message. We said this is a year of serving God, and I think we are learning more and more about how to serve God. Hallelujah. And we are becoming better and better servants of God. Servants of God. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Mr. Stewart, is there any reason why you should be alone like that? Come to the next row, please. Yes. Wonderful. Amen. Amen. Yes. We are becoming better and better servants of God. Hallelujah. And we said when it comes to the servant of God, or when it comes to a mind of a servant, now you have to have a mind of a servant to serve God. Hallelujah. You see, we can serve other people. We can serve men. We can serve people. But we may not have a mind of a servant. We may do things for people, but not necessarily having a mind of a servant. But when it comes to God, and when it comes to serving in the Christian's life, we have to have a mind of a servant. And we said, when we talk about a mind of a servant, the classic mind we want to look at is the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Why don't we read quickly our scripture, which has been our foundational scripture in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. We have not finished exhausting this scripture. 
Hallelujah. I believe it's a very wonderful and a powerful scripture. And I love to read it. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 in the Amplified Version. It says, let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Let him be your example. When you are talking about a mind of a servant, when you are talking about having the mind of a servant, let Christ be your example. Hallelujah. He says, let this same attitude and the purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. So if you have a form of humility and it's not comparable to that of Christ, you have not reached there yet. Amen. You want to learn humility from Christ. So if you say you are a humble, as for me, I'm a very humble person, then you look at Christ and say, what characteristics of Christ are in me? Amen. Then you can say you are a humble person. Hallelujah. He says, who, although, verse 6, who, although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God, did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained, but stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity so as to assume the guise of a servant or slave, in that he became like man and was born a human being. And after he had appeared in human form, he abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, that means because of that, or as a result of that. As a result of what? As a result of the fact that he stooped so low. Because Christ stooped so low. Because he put himself so low. Not that he was forced to be low. You see, some of you, poverty has made you humble. That you have been forced to be low. Hallelujah. Some of you, Certain difficult situations in your life have forced some humility in you. You think you are humble, but you are not humble. It is only when that issue is resolved, then we will see. Some of you, singlehood, best being single. Because you have not married yet, because you have not found a beloved, you appear very simple and very humble. Let somebody put a ring on your finger. Then we shall see who you really are. Hallelujah. So sometimes certain situations make us feel we are humble. And you feel in yourself that you are humble. So you don't know yourself yet until that condition has been removed. Then you realize that, hey, okay, I thought I was humble. The humility is not in me at all. Onale, humble single woman. Asomwa, very proud married woman. Hey! You see, when I look at, when I look at King Ahab, 
the way his things are, and even how that God chose him to be a king. I believe he was a very, you know, and so I think for someone, his nature, to choose a wife, he may have looked for a wife like him. See, that he can say, oh, we flow. You know, we get along. Oh, our things are the same. We all look alike. You know, we all come from the same background. We are this, we are that. And so he chose, he chose Jezebel. My God. Jezebel is one kind of a woman. You see, and a lot of times, there are some women, when they are single, you look at them and they look very humble. Women, true or not true? Amen, ladies. Oh, you're making me look like I'm lying. Hallelujah. But Jesus, he says, because he stooped so low, he himself stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Hallelujah. That at the name of Jesus, at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee must bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue, frankly and openly, confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. You know, who says the Lord, who says the Bible is stories? I mean, why would you say that? that? You see, this thing that is written of Christ, we live to see it. Do you see? So for someone to rise up and say you don't believe in God and you don't believe in the scriptures, you don't believe this is the word of God and you don't believe, you must be out of your mind. It's a complete case. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, and every tongue, every tongue, frankly and openly, whether you like it or not, will confess and acknowledge, you will acknowledge that Christ Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Oh yes, Christ Jesus is Lord. We will always celebrate the day he was born. Whether that was the day he was born or not. As long as we have chosen that this is the day that our Lord was born, you better accept it. Yes. And we will celebrate the day that he died also. Hallelujah. You, when you die, the, the most we will celebrate is your 10th anniversary. That's it. Then we forget about you. Even the 10th anniversary, that is if you are a very rich person. Isn't that so? Yeah. After 10 years, then we can also forget about him. We are done with him. Amen. So he says, let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you. Hallelujah. And when such a mind is in you, you also will show certain characteristics. So we have been going over some of the characteristics of a servant. The characteristics of a servant. And I think we have gone over some few characteristics. Isn't that so? So the first characteristics, what did we say? We said a servant has a master. If you are a servant, then you have to have a master. Amen. And the second characteristics, what did we say? What? Yes. Some people are saying something else. A servant is at the beck and call of his master. Oh, you know, I miss you a lot. 
I'm very, very happy to see you. Today, all day, I've been thinking of you. Amen. In fact, as I was sleeping, I was thinking of you. And I was praying for you. Oh, I'm serious. Amen. Yeah. Not just today. I've been thinking of you all week. You know? I'm very, very glad to see you. Please, don't let me miss you like that. Amen. So we said, a servant is at the beck and call of his master. Amen. Amen. And did I give you a third one? What is the third one? A servant is the one who executes the command of another. If you are a servant, you execute the command of another. That means you don't do what you want. You are instructed and you are told and you are giving commands. Hallelujah. And you do what you are told. That is a servant. A servant does what he is told. A servant waits on the master, waiting to hear what next, what am I to do next? What do you want me to do? A servant does not tell the master what he wants to do. Amen. And then, did I give you a fourth one? What is the fourth one? A servant cannot be inconvenienced by any job, task, or assignment. Hallelujah. If you are a servant, a true servant, you cannot be inconvenienced by any type of job. Anything that your master gives you, you should be ready to do it. You should be happy to do it. Amen. You see, when you offer yourself as an employee, you are willing and ready to do anything they tell you. But when it comes to the house of God, when we tell you to do something, then you are not happy about it. But if you are a true servant, you would understand that the, thing, the whole thing is about serving God. So whatever you are given to do, it, if it is serving God, then be happy and do it. As long as it is serving God. As long as we are not asking you to do something other than serving God. But if it is about serving God, then do it. Hallelujah. So if you are a servant, you cannot be inconvenienced by any job or by any task or by any form of assignment. Whatever we assign you, just do it. And pray that God will give you grace to do it. A good example that I always look at is Bishop, for instance. You see, he is the founder of the church. And Kodesh is our biggest, or is our main headquarters. Do you see? The worldwide church, Kodesh, is the headquarters. And the founder of the church, you would expect that the founder of the church will be the pastor at the Kodesh, wouldn't you? But you see, he's, he thought that any part of the work is work, is serving God, so he decided to leave the Kodesh and go back to where he started. If you become, if you become a big person in the church and then we put you back to where you started to now start doing this thing that you began doing when you first joined the church, you'll be angry. You will leave. Do you see? But you see, 
he chose to go back to the school again, to the canteen again, to the students again. And so it was so easy for him to move other people also. If I have moved myself. Do you understand? So you cannot be inconvenienced by the job that you are given. You cannot be inconvenienced by the task that you are given. Because ultimately, the one who rewards you does not look at the, the particular work that you are doing. But he's rewarding you because you are obedient. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's rewarding you because you are obedient to the task that he gave you. Amen. 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 Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19. He says, if ye be willing, if ye be willing and what? And obedient. David, do you see? It's not just having a willingness. Oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to serve God. I want to serve God. I want to do something in a church. I want to do something. You are willing. But then they give you something and you are not obedient. But he says, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and then you are obedient. Not just being willing, but also being obedient. Hallelujah. So if you are a servant of God, you cannot be inconvenienced by the work that you are assigned or by the task that you are given. Many people are not able to become servants of God because, or continue to even serve God. They are not able to remain servants or continue to serve God because of certain things that they encounter like sometimes even it is the behavior of the pastor. Do you see? Or some of the things that the pastor says to you. The pastor. Do you understand? But if you are a servant, you don't look at even that. You are serving. Hallelujah. Sometimes you, you, you are around your master and his behavior turns you off. The things he says, it can drive you away. But if you are a servant, sometimes even the way you are rebuked, because you look at yourself and, ah, it is the church that we are, we are just doing this work. I mean, look, look. look it, it's a church. And sometimes you can say, if it wasn't for the church, you couldn't, have, you couldn't have talked to me like that. You say that. You are not saying it openly or outwardly. But you are saying it in your heart. Look, if it wasn't for the church, there's no way that you could stand in front of me and talk like that. True or not true? Because even the degrees that I have, you don't have a third of them. Feel me, how hot I am. A lot of degrees. High degrees. Amen. So you feel that, you know, certain comments and certain attitudes, certain assignments, things that they they are giving you. Ah, why would they give me something like this to do? Do you see? And that can drive you away from the church. Or that can even turn you off from serving God. Sometimes the way the servant, the, the man of God talks. Have you seen, have you seen Benny Hinn when he's having a miracle service before? You see, he's, the big pastor, if you make a move, the way he will scream at you. You see, but they are there. You see, big people, they are there. They are flowing. Amen. You know, in the, when, many years ago, when Bishop used to come here, he used to have this small camp, you know, at the base of the church in Manhattan, you know, with that few people. That's where we used to have our camp. 
and like three days and then he will be talking and talking and then sometimes he says you people you have come here in america maybe he's trying to raise funds and before he's raising the funds these are some of the things he's saying you have come here in america you don't have anything you don't have anything i can raise funds in ghana and the amount of money that people will give and how many years you have lived here and you don't have anything you can't even give hey just before he's raising the funds I say, hey, <laughs> this man, is he serious? Does he really want our money? You see. But you see, if you do not understand spiritual things, some of these things can turn you off. And if you look also closely, you can say that what he's saying is true also. <laughs> but we don't like it because sometimes the truth also is not a very pleasant thing. Do you see? It's true. There are people in certain poor countries. Recently, I was listening to him when he went to South Africa. I said, so the way the man is preaching. He says, South Africa, when they raise funds, they're poorest. He said, the, the, the lowest of income that they've obtained. And he didn't say it once. He went, I said, hey, Bishop, can you move on? You see, I felt that it takes certain anointing to preach certain way. It takes certain anointing to say certain things. And the people were happy. I heard that, you see, I think in the beginning, if you listen to the message, in the beginning, they were not happy. They were not happy. (laughs) They didn't know where he was going. But the message hit the point. I saw that, I I felt the people were so excited. Hallelujah. So sometimes the man of God can say certain things that can turn you off. But you have to keep focus and remain a servant and know that your mind is not on him, but your mind is on Christ. He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So as you are serving, you are not listening to what he's saying to inconvenience you. You are not listening or looking at what he's doing to turn you off. But your focus and your mind is on Christ. Let him be the altar. And the finisher of this faith, of this course, of this race that you are in. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes even you may feel that you are in a higher status than the person. The person is less educated and is talking to you in a way. Even the language that he's using to instruct you, the, 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 the belly is not even flowing. Hallelujah. Even the bella is not flowing. And so you are looking at the person and say, and so as the person is giving the instruction, you are saying in your head, well, look at you. You see, even the bella cry, you cannot even flow with it. And look at how he's, he's talking to me. You see. And that can turn you off. And it will not make you a servant to that person. Hallelujah. First Kings, chapter 19. First Kings chapter 19. Reading from the King James Version. First Kings chapter 19. And um, verse 16. Hallelujah. You see, this is when the prophet Elijah was being chased 
by Jezebel and Ahab. You see, Jezebel says something to him. He says, for this thing that you have done, if you go up, he says, I will, the, the way I will show you, your life will become hell. He said, he says, then Jezebel, if you read verse 2, he says, then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, so let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. This woman, she was not easy. The thing that Ahab did when he killed all these prophets, just, I mean, um, Elijah did. Ahab just went home. And all he did was he told his wife, verse 1, he says, Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had slain all the prophets of Baal with a sword. Jezebel didn't say anything to Ahab. He, she sent messenger to Elijah. Be careful who you marry. I said, Ahab thought that Jezebel was a very quiet, cool, flowing sister who can marry a king. He says, I will make your life like the one of these people. I, I. And then the Bible says, then Elijah, the prophet, he was afraid and arose and went for his life and came to Bathsheba of Judah over 80 miles out of Jezebel's realm just out of the kingdom completely. The woman had driven the man out of the kingdom. A whole prophet. He says, out of Jezebel's realm and his servants there with him. And we jump to verse 16. And I'm reading from the King James Version. He says, or let's go back to verse 15. So here Elijah encountered the Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazael to be king over Israel, over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel, Mehola, shall thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. Do you see the instruction that God gave to Elijah? He says, anoint this king to be king of Syria, and anoint Nimshi to be king of, um, king of Syria. No, Hazael to be king of Syria, and Jehu, the son of Nimshi, to be king over Israel. And then he says, he anoint Elisha, anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat, to be a prophet. Do you see? To be a prophet in thy room. That means to replace you. And it shall come to pass that him that escaped the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay. And him that escaped the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. So the king, the kings too. And so finally, Elisha, the prophet, is the ultimate. Do you see? So, he says, yet, he says, yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which had not kissed him. Because Elijah was also bragging to the Lord that, you know, every one of the prophets have, 
you know, bow to Baal and I'm the only one. And you say it again. I'm the only one and the only one left. You know, so the Lord made him. You see, we are all dispensable. Now, it's none of us who is not dispensable. Do you understand? So the Lord told him, listen, there are 7,000 of the people in Israel that I have preserved and they have not bowed to Baal. So stop this thing that you keep saying. So verse 19, he says, so he departed thence. I want you to listen very carefully. So he departed thence and found Elisha. So you see, God has given Elijah instruction to anoint Elisha. So God has selected Elisha to be anointed. God has called a lot of you to be anointed. Hallelujah. God has called a lot of you to be anointed. He says, God has, he says, so he departed thence, and then he found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelve. So Elisha was a businessman. He was a businessman. He had twelve yoke of oxen plowing in his big field, and he himself with a twelve one. And Elijah passed by him. You see, somebody that the Lord has told, the Lord has told you, anoint this man to be a prophet in thy room. But he says, Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Cast his mantle upon him. Just like that. Threw his mantle upon him. The man could have been very angry. You know, businessman, this prophet coat that is always torn with holes and you know, prophets, <laughs> they don't have a lot of expensive, do you see? They don't have time to dress. <laughs> prophets, you don't put on any tie and just you are, you are here. So he took his coat and just threw it upon him. And a businessman in his field. But Elijah, look at that. He says, and, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Verse 20. And he left the oxen. This is Elisha. He left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again. For what have I done to thee? Go back again. Go to your fields. For what have I done to thee? Or go back to your people. And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Hallelujah. See how he abandoned his business. He went and he killed all the oxen, called all the town people, let us feast. You see, but you see, some other person, he would have thrown the coat and then he went and says, oh, it looks like you were calling me. He says, no, go back. He says, oh, oh, okay. And then he would have gone back to his business. Do you see? You would have gone back to your business just because of the man of God's behavior or just because of what the man of God said. You would have gone back to your business. Do you see? But Elisha, he went back, sold all, he killed all the oxen, the Bible says he took the yoke of oxen, slew them, and boiled their flesh 
to make sure that they are dead completely. And the instruments of the accent and gave unto the people and they did it. Finish everything. And then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Hallelujah. He arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Now look at 2 Kings. Now this man is following Elijah. He has become, he says he has become Elijah's servant. So 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 1. He says, and it came to pass, when the Lord will take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yeah, I know it. Hold ye your peace. He says, I know it. Let's all hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me now to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. You know, when I, anytime I read the scripture, I didn't understand what was happening here. I said, ah, but what is this thing that, you know, he's going, stay here, I will not leave and I'll follow you. Stay here, I will not leave and I will follow you. And then the sons of prophet. You see? So he says, now he's going to Jericho. He says, the Lord has sent, has sent me to Jericho. Now this is the man that God has said, anoint Elisha. God told him specifically. He says, anoint Elisha. Anoint Elisha to be a prophet in thy room. And as he, Elijah, is going, he knows that He's, the Lord is going to take him. Because if this, even these small, small um, students, prophet students, the sons of prophet, they are the prophets who are uh, the students who are in the prophetic school. They are learning to become prophets. So even if they have received that knowledge, Elijah must know that as he's going, the Lord is going to take him. But he kept telling this man that he shall stay behind. And so I was wondering, when he threw his mantle, was that the anointing? Probably not. Because we will see as we read down. Probably not. Probably that was the calling. Sometimes the calling is just that pour water on the man of God's hand. Sometimes the calling is that that now just sweep the church. Sometimes the calling is now just visit this person. So, Elijah now is pushing the man away. He says, and Elijah said to him, Elijah, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. 
and the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha, another sons of prophets in Jericho, came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest not thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? As you are following him like that. And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold ye your peace. I know it. I know it. But hold your peace. And Elijah said to him, Tarry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. And he said, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they went on. Say, they went on. Say, I will go on. Verse 7. And 50 men of the sons of prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided hither and thither. So that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass. When they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. Do you see that Elijah knew that he was going to be taken away? He says, Ask what I should do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. If you are a servant, you have to desire a double portion of the spirit that is upon the master. A double portion of the spirit that is upon the man of God. He says, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me, if thou see me, when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. He says, what you have asked is a hard thing. What you have asked is a hard thing. But if you continue to follow me and follow me and follow me to the last minute when I am taken away, then this hard thing, it can easily come on you. That is, if you continue, if you persist, if you will see me at that last moment when I'm being taken away, it will not have been at Bethel. It wouldn't have been at Jordan. And it wouldn't have been at Jericho neither. Hallelujah. He says, then it shall not be so. He says, if you, if you see me, if, if, it's, it's, it shall be so unto thee, but if not, it shall not be so. If you don't see me when I'm being taken away, that means if I say tarry here and you tarry and I leave you, then this thing will not come upon you. Wow. And it came to pass. As they still went on, say it still went on. Still went on. He says, and it came to pass. As they still went on and talked. Now they are talking. And talked. That behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. 
and horses of fire and parted them both asunder and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven and Elijah saw it and he cried my father my father the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof and he saw him no more and he took hold of his old clothes and rent them in two pieces he took also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said where is the Lord God of Elisha? Where is the Lord God of mine? Where is my God? He says, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Where is the Lord God of Elijah? It is that spirit that I want. I don't want an original. I don't want to be authentic. I don't want to be a new prophet. I don't want to be an original prophet who has come in town. I want that old prophetic spirit to come upon me. Therefore, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Hallelujah. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he cried, he says, and when he also, when he also, like Elijah, that means he also, like Elijah, when he also smitten the waters, they parted Hittita and Hittah. And Elisha went over. Hallelujah. My God. And Elisha went over. The man that was just a servant two seconds ago, that was following a master like a chicken head. That, did not, that was at the beck and call of a master. Suddenly. Suddenly. And look, verse 15, it says, And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, Ebe, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. Nobody told them. They saw and they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him. And bow themselves to the ground before him. They bow themselves to the ground before him. And they said unto him, Behold now, there be with the servants with fifty strong men. Let them go, we pray thee, and seek thy master. Lest peradventure the Spirit of the Lord had taken him up and cast him up some mountain. Or into some valley. And he said, you shall not send anyone. You see, these were the ones who were viewing from afar. These were the spectators. They said, hey, your master, the way he was taken, maybe some wild spirit has taken him somewhere. Maybe he has hanging me some mountain, or, or, or some tree on a mountain. We have 50 strong men. They believe in their strength. They believe in men with strength. We have 50 strong men. Let them go and find him. And Elijah, Elisha said, don't send anyone. You don't need to send anyone. But he said that. And when they urged him still, they urged him, 
till he was ashamed. And he said, send. They sent there for 50 men. And they saw three days waste of labor. When you are viewing from afar off, you waste money and labor. They sent 50 men. But three days they found him not. And when they came again to him, for he tarried at Jericho. That means he was waiting for them. He said unto them, did I not say unto you, do not go? And now, verse 19 says, and the men of the city said unto Elisha, behold, I pray thee, look at that, suddenly, a servant, suddenly, he says, and the men of the city said unto Elijah, Elisha, behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord seeth, but the waters is not, and the ground barren. And he said, bring me a new cruise, and put salt therein. And they brought it to him. And he went forth unto the spring of the waters, and cast the salt in there, and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed even unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't it a wonderful story? Isn't it a powerful story? Hallelujah. Now look at the dynamics that is going on between a master and a servant. Look at the dynamics. You see, this man had his business. He's running his business well. It's not like, you know, he was laid off. It's not like he was unemployed. He was on his business. The business was going on when you came and you invited him. That was the call. You threw your coat on him, and now he's coming. But he's making everything to push him away. Everything that the man of God was doing or saying, it was to turn him off, to not even let him follow him. Hallelujah. Some of us sometimes, it's like you, you, you leave everything that you are doing here, and then you go to... You go, you go back home and you say, I want to work for the church. I want to be in the Healing Jesus. I want, to join, I want to join the Healing Jesus campaign group. I want to be part of them. And then they give you something. They say, okay, why don't you just clean the toilet in the Kodesh for now? Yes. You get angry. John, if you have left your business here, you have a job with insurance and with your, your wife and you have moved. You say, we are going to Ghana. And we are going to work for healing Jesus. And now, they say, clean the toilet in the, in the church. I'm not sure if you'll be very, very happy about that. And then, they are going for healing Jesus. They say, oh, where we are going? They are going for healing Jesus. There, it's not like, do this. When we are going, then you come. They are going for healing Jesus. That is the reason why you came. David, do you understand? And they are going and then they say, oh, stay, stay. Because where we are going, you, you came from America, where we are going, there are no bathrooms, you know, mosquitoes are there, you know, look at your skin, you know. Oh, you know. Stay, stay. Hallelujah. And then you also, oh, okay, Bishop, okay, so next time. Maybe when it comes to, when the healing Jesus comes to Accra, when we are having one, you know, then, you see, maybe you also don't want to be inconvenient. Amen. 
You see, so sometimes the, the, the man of God says certain things, and then it, it, it falls like the way that you also want things to be. Hallelujah. Sometimes the man of God says, oh, after church, oh, we are, we are going on visitation. Ah. At this time, we are now going on visitation. And then he looked at your face and said, but you can go home. He said, oh. The Lord ministered to him. He could see my eyes. He could see in my eyes that I was very, very tired. The Lord ministered to the man. He could see in my eyes that I was very, very tired. Hallelujah. Or sometimes, you know, church is over and where is, where is Reverend? Oh, he's talking to some. Hey! All this time? Ah! We have been here since and we are still here. Hallelujah. Do you remember the, um, the, my brother with the um, Old Testament anointing? Yeah, that was his big problem. He cannot wait. That was a big problem. You see, one, 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 clear, one clear evidence and characteristic of a servant is your ability to wait on a master. And one of the, one in Lighthouse, one of the things that we really test, someone who has a heart to serve is the ability to wait. The ability to wait. Amen. The ability to wait. Because the whole thing about the, the pastoral and the whole thing about the ministry is to wait on the Lord. And so if you cannot learn to wait, then you cannot be in the ministry. You cannot be in the ministry. You cannot be in the ministry. Because the whole thing, if you are coming to minister to your church, you are supposed to wait on the Lord. So even small waiting in the church, you can't wait. And the Lord can take three days before he talks to you about anything. Amen. You are waiting on the Lord for a beloved. Six months now. One year. The Lord has not said anything to you. You are still waiting. Hallelujah. You are still waiting. You say, Lord, when would I hear you? When, when would you give me direction? When? And you are still waiting. So if you cannot wait, you cannot serve the Lord. Hallelujah. But the answer from the Lord is coming. I said the answer from the Lord, it is coming. Hallelujah. It is coming. It is coming. Yes. It is coming. Amen. They said there are no hotels there. No hotels. So you can't come with us when we are coming next time. Then, or maybe when we are going to, we are going to have one in England. You know, then we can go with you. Amen. This brother could not wait. Waiting was so inconvenient. So, so every time he come, oh, Reverend, can I leave? I said, oh, leave. Leave. Go. Oh, go home. You are, you are allowed to go home. Amen. What can I say? No, don't leave. Stay. No. Amen. Because sometimes the master can see in your eyes. The master can see that you want to leave. The master can see that you are tired. So sometimes he looks at you and then... Rev. I say, oh, cry. Hallelujah. Amen. But not with Elisha. 
Not with Elisha. He says, tarry here. He says, no, I will go with you. It is possible that Elisha was also tired. We don't even know if Elisha was older than Elijah. We don't know. We don't know. And you, you have the anointing to be doing all this work. I don't have it. And then you have the anointing to be walking and going and you are tired. You say you work and then you are coming and you are going. I am tired. Maybe Elijah, Elisha also wanted to go home. He wanted to rest. But he says, the Lord said, I should go to Jordan. The Lord says, I should go to Bethel. He says, I'll go with you. Amen. Amen. Maybe, maybe Elisha didn't like this too much walking. Maybe he's not a walking type. Amen. He would rather maybe we are riding in a car or, or I have oxen. You should have told me to save one at least. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes you are staying after church and you are very tired. You look very tired. You look very tired. And the man of God says, wait. I believe that as they were going, Eli- Elisha must have been very tired. He was tired. And so it will come and he says, oh, I think you have come very, I think you have done very well. But this time, the Lord has asked me to continue on to Jericho. So tarry here. Tarry here. He says, in tarry. He says, the Lord says I should go further to Jericho. So tarry here. He says, as the Lord liveth. As the Lord liveth. I will go with you. I will go with you. Amen. And Elisha insisted. He insisted on going with him. He insisted in going with him. He says, this is what I have purpose to do. I have abandoned my business. And I am serving you. I will serve you until the end. Meanwhile, we do not know. The Lord has not told Elisha that we have, I have told Elijah to anoint you. But what Elisha was doing was to serve. He was following him to pour water on Elijah's hand. Hallelujah. He was... Just seven. Amen. You and the pastor went to visit someone. You visited this person and you spent the time there. And then from there, you went to that person and then you stayed there for a while. And then you think, oh, at this time, I think we are just about to. So as we sit in the car, he says, oh, now we want to go and visit that brother. And then you, then you, you are quiet. You see, you are quiet. You are quiet because you are hungry and you are tired. And then you are quiet. So he looks at you and says, but you, you can go home. He says, oh, the Lord has ministered to the man of God. The man of God can read my mind. You see? He says, he's a prophet. So I believe when Elijah told Elisha, he says, the Lord had asked me to go further to Jericho, but you tarry here. Elisha could have said, ah. The Lord, this man is a real prophet. He can read my mind. He says, Master, whatever you say, I will do, so I will tarry. I say, sometimes the thing that the man of God will do can hinder your blessing. It can hinder your anointing. But your focus should be on Christ. Your focus. He says, let this mind be in you. 
Let his mind, which was in Christ Jesus, that even when your friend says, no, you should not go on the cross, your focus, that mindset is still in you, that my, 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 my loyalty is the higher authority. God is the one who sent me, and my focus is on the cross. No matter what you say to me, it is not stopping me. So when Elijah told him, he said, tarry here, tarry here, you look very tired. This is not for old man trip. You look very tired. I think it's enough. You have come far enough. Tarry here. I will go by myself. He says, as the Lord liveth, I will go with you. As the Lord liveth, I will go with you. Amen. Amen. You look tired, you can go home. But you say, I'm coming. I'm going with you. Recently, I was talking to one of the young ladies and I. I said, you know, I think I've given you a lot of things. You know, it looks like there's too much. So you are doing A, B, C, and D. So I think you sh- I, will, I will let, you know, just focus on A, B, and C, and then maybe I will find somebody to do C. He said, oh, no, Reverend, just give me a chance to try. I want to try to see if I can handle it. I want to see because I love to do it. Now, that is the attitude that the Lord is looking for, that I love to do it. Give me a chance to try. I want to try. I want to see that I can do it. If I cannot persist, if I cannot do it, I will let you know. And I will, I will ask for help. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the attitude that the Lord is looking for. But someone will say, oh, the Lord has spoken to the man. The Lord knows that the, I'm suffering in this thing. And he has, he has really revealed it to the man of God. Reverend, if you have said that, thank you very much. I think I can focus on this. Not knowing, not knowing, not knowing that the man of God is hindering your anointing. That the man of God, his, even his suggestion, what he's just saying is hindering your blessing. But when your focus is on the Lord, it is unto the Lord that I'm doing this. Nothing shall stop you. Even the man of God cannot stop you. Even the man of God cannot hinder your blessing. Hallelujah. Elijah was saying everything to stop Elijah, but Elijah knew, Elijah knew that the double anointing that he wants, he will only get it. He says, you have asked for a hard thing. What you have asked for is a very difficult thing. It's a hard thing. Nevertheless, nevertheless, if you will continue on and you will see the moment, the minute when I am taken away, then this hard thing to God, it becomes a possibility for you. If only you will focus. If only you can stay focused. If this mind that is in Christ, if you want to continue to pour water on my hand, if you want to be Elisha, the servant of Elijah, who poured water on Elijah, then the moment that I'm taking away, that double portion, which I even did not get, it will come upon you. Hallelujah. It will come upon you. Amen. It will come upon you. It will come upon you. Hallelujah. Sometimes your pastor will say things that will hinder what you are doing. Sometimes even the rebuke, his style of rebuke, you don't like it. But your focus is on Christ. Hallelujah. The second thing that I want you to note in this particular scripture is you realize that there were other prophets also. There were also these sons of the sons of the prophets. Now, these sons of the prophets, they sort of more qualified. They were the ones who were in the prophetic school. 
they were like a school of prophets. They were in a school of prophets, learning to become prophets. Hallelujah. So he says that these sons of prophets, even when they came to when they came to Bethel, these sons of prophets came to him. I believe that whenever Elijah was in uh, any city, the school, the students in the prophetic school, they come around to hear the man of God. And then they were with Elisha, who is just a servant, not part of the school. He's just a servant. And then they know that we have been trained as prophets. At least we know small. Just in case you don't know, this man of God that you are following, we know that he's going to be taken from your head. He says, I know it. I know it. Just leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. Just leave me alone. Sometimes you need to say to some of the church members who are saying certain things to you, leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. He said, don't you see that they are using you? Don't you see that you are doing too much? You should say to them, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. So these sons of prophets, who more so qualify to be to, to be the ones who were to receive the anointing on Elijah, they said to him, your man of God is going to be taken away from you. And he says, leave me alone. You see, sometimes there are some that are just studied, they just qualify. They just qualify to be in the school. Maybe their parents are rich. And so they qualify to be in a prophetic school. But the spirit of the school, they are not looking for it. They are looking for the title. They want the title to be called prophets. They want to be known as prophets in town. But the spirit of it, which comes when you become a servant, they are not ready to do that. They are not ready to do that. Because that spirit, it will come upon you when you place yourself, when you allow that mind of Christ to come upon you. Because the Bible says, not that Christ suffered, not that he, he, he was bleeding, not that they beat him, but that he stooped so low that he humbled himself because he put himself down, because he stooped so low, God also exalted him. The exaltation, it does not come when you have been around for a long time. The exaltation does not come because you have been a deacon for a long time. The exaltation does not come because you know a lot of scriptures. The exaltation does not come because you have been to Bible school. The exaltation comes, the anointing of God, it comes upon you when you have placed yourself as a servant of another man of God. When you have placed yourself as a servant of another man of God. I tell you, God will always use a man of God to anoint you. I don't care what kind of anointing you want. You want a double portion of Elijah's anointing? God will always use a man of God. When God wanted to anoint those elders of Israel to become powerful and anointed like Moses, he did not create another new anointing and another new spirit and another original anointing to be upon them. He came and he took the anointing that was upon Moses and he Put that anointing upon these 70 elders. So you could have been in Moses' ministry and you say, oh, I'm waiting on the Lord for, I want to be an original, authentic prophet. I want to be an original and authentic, new in town, never seen type of prophet. Not these copycats, lighters, copycat pastors, preach what you have heard, this and that, preach the books and this, not kind of, I want to be original. Write my own books, my own messages, my own anointing, and a special one. God, you will wait and wait and wait 
Because in the ministry that you are in, the anointing that you are going to get is the Moses' anointing. So you can be there and wait and wait and wait. Hallelujah. Amen. So they are in the school and they are learning to be prophets, but not necessarily interested in being at the beck and call of some master. They are not interested to be sent here and there. They are not interested in pouring water on the hand of the man of God. So when the man of God was moving, they just stayed behind. They said, bye-bye. As for this Elisha, he doesn't know the man of God is going to be taken away from him. Amen. Amen. Do you see the difference? In other words, they were not interested to become servants. That is what I'm trying to say. They were interested. They, they, were, they, they were interested in the prophetic office, the, the title as a prophet. Just the title. But Elisha was serving. Elisha was interested. He was pushing that he would continue to serve the man of God. Hallelujah. He was not worried to be called a boy boy. He was not ashamed. He was not ashamed that they would call him a servant. He was not ashamed that they would say that you are a servant with a chicken head. You don't know what you are about. He was not ashamed. He was following the man of God. I say he was following the man of God. And these prophets, these sons of prophets, they will come and then they will convince him, look, the man of God is going to be taken away from you. The man of God is going to be taken away from you. Sometimes people will come and they say, look, this man of God that you are following, he has lost the power. The power is not there anymore. The power is not there anymore. The power is now in this new church. But you stay focused. You say, I am not about the man of God. What is about me is the mind of Christ. And my focus is on Christ. He's my author. And he's going to be my finisher. Nothing can change my mind. Nothing can deviate my course. I am following because Christ is the author and the finisher of this race and of this course and of this faith that I am in. And nothing should change you. Nothing should change you. Hallelujah. And when this man was following like a chicken head, when he was going as if he didn't know what he was about, as they were looking at him and laughing at him as he was going, and he's going and he's coming, they're looking at him that he didn't know what he was about. The Bible says, as he says in the book of Malachi, he says, and then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. So when the man of God was coming, when Elisha, a servant that just passed them by, as he was returning, they came and they descend, and they saw that the spirit of Elijah dug wrath on Elisha. And they were still there as sons of prophets. They were still there as sons of prophets. Hallelujah. I said they were still there as sons of prophets. Amen. They will still be there. Amen. In the kingdom of God, I say our going up is first you go down. When you put yourself down, God will also exalt you. Suddenly the Lord exalted him that these prophets who, or sons of prophets, who were now prophesying to him about what his future is going to be. If you continue to follow this man, you're going to lose your future. Maybe you should go back to your business and buy some new oxen. But when he continued, when he continued, the Bible says, as he put himself down, as he lowered himself, as he was not ashamed to serve Elijah, the Lord also exalted him, 
such that when he came, they came and they bowed before him. They came and they bowed before him. Hallelujah. I say the way up is for you to go down. Amen. Look, if the man of God is excusing you from serving, false. You see, the Bible says, and they still went on. Say, I will still follow you. Amen. Amen. Sometimes it looks like it's, you are being inconvenienced too much. He says, oh, you are too big. You are too big a man. We can't let you clean the church. Maybe you will find something. You say, Reverend, I want to clean the church. Pastor, my desire is to clean the church. I love to clean the church. And still clean the church. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. If you are, you, you are rain chairs in the church, don't be ashamed. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Do not be ashamed. Sometimes the man of God feels you are too tired and he's sending you home. Say, I'm not tired. I'm not tired. Sometimes you say, you, say, you, say, you, are, too, you are too old. You know, we can't send you on this. Is it. I'm not old. Send me. You say, oh, let's find some of the young people to send. Oh, Reverend, Reverend needs coffee. He said, hey, hey, this man. Oh, I cannot send this man. Oh, Reverend, send me to get you coffee. I'm not saying that I'll send you to get coffee. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let your pastor know that you are available. You can work. You can do any type of work. And that no work is beyond you. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, the 50 prophets who came to view from afar, the 50 prophets who came to Jordan to view from afar, they are like the church members who are doing the work of God, but they are very far. They don't want to be inconvenienced. They don't want to be bothered. You see, there are people who you are doing the work. They are in the prophetic school. They are doing the work. They are called the sons of prophets. But they are from very far. They are from very far. And when you view from very far, you can't see much. So when the spirit comes, you say some evil spirit has taken the man of God to some mountain. Or God is angry with him and he has thrown him into some mountain. He's probably starving or he's hanging on a tree. Let us go and find him. Because you are viewing from very far. Hallelujah. Is somebody being blessed this evening? The third thing that I want to share very quickly and then we can go home. The third thing regarding this particular scripture. Sometimes in your walk with God, you may look very odd. You may look very, very odd. You may look very awkward. In your walk with God, amongst others, you may look very weird. Hallelujah. You see, the majority of the people, all the sons of prophets, they were all saying one thing. Every city, when they came to Bethel, they were all saying one thing. They say, look, leave this man alone. The man of God is going to be taken away from you. They will come to um, Jericho, the same thing. Leave this man alone. The man of God is going to be taken away from you. They will come to Jordan, the same thing. So sometimes you see that everyone is saying the same thing, but you alone. It looks like you are strange. It looks like you are doing a weird thing. Hallelujah. Sometimes among your family, it looks like you, you have taken the thing too far. Ah, are you the only one who is trying to go to heaven? Look, as for the heaven, we are also all trying to go some. I think you have taken the church too far. 
I think this Christian thing, you have made it too far. Ah, you have closed on Tuesday also. You can't come home. You have to go to church. What about the Sunday that you went? Was that not enough? Did the pastor not preach on Sunday? Can that preaching not carry you for at least one week? Eh? Are you the only one that is trying to go to heaven? So what about us? So as for us, so what is going to happen to us? And then, and then you realize that it is a whole lot of people who are saying this kind of thing. So sometimes you look at yourself and you say, ah, am I stupid? Uh, is, this something, is there something wrong with me? What is, and sometimes you see you are paying your tithe. And then they say, ah. So you are saying that when they give you your salary, you take 10% and you give to... The, have you seen God before? <laughs> Don't you see the pastor is looking fat and is growing fat and... <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes they tell you, look, you have taken the thing too far. You have taken it. Look, this country, we came to look for money. It is because of money that we came here. What are you looking for? Every day, church, 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 church. Listen, we came to look for money. What are you looking for? Church, we the chop? We know the chop church. You say, you are going to church. They say, bring your rent. Church, church, church. Church, they pay the rent. They ask you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Sometimes they will say, Look, ah, the thing we are the ones that brought you to the church. But now you have become like some ah, we, we brought you to the church. We said today is Tuesday, we are not going. Are you the pastor? You know, I have the pastor's work number. I look, the pastor and I, we are like this. But you you just came and you have taken the thing as as if it is your personal thing. You have taken the thing too far. How long have you been in a church? Sometimes they tell you, listen, church, we don't put ourselves in churches like that. You have to observe them, look at them, check their finances, look at this. Do you know how they spend their money? The money that you are giving them, do you know how they spend it? But just say to them, leave me alone. Say, leave me alone. Like Elisha, he says, leave me alone. Hallelujah. Look at that in the New Living um, Translation, what he says. What was his response? Elisha, when they said, your man of God is going to be taken away from you. What did he say? The New Living Translation. Can you find it? Let me read that to you. Let me, let me, let me give it to you. What did he say? He says, he says, the group of prophets from Bethel came to Elisha and asked him, did you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? Of course I know. Elisha answered, but be quiet about it. He said, be quiet. Maybe it's close your mouth. Be quiet. Sometimes when they tell you you are doing too much, tell them be quiet about it. Say, I know what I'm doing. Be quiet about it. They're raising funds for healing Jesus and then you are giving. Some, I, I, I hear Bishop preaching about a man who was trying to give when they were raising funds. And as he was lifting his hand, his wife put his hand down. He's lifting his hand, his wife put his hand down. 
He says, why, why are you lifting your hand for? And then at the end, the wife came to the bishop and says, oh, you know, we were trying to, I wanted to give some to support you, but you know how husbands, the, the wife is married to some foreigner. So he says, you know what, how these white people are, they don't understand. <laughs> bishop said, you are a liar. I saw that your, you, your husband was lifting up his hand to give, and then you pulled the hand down. Our time is up. I think we have gone beyond our time. Clap for Jesus. And let us bring the service to a close. Say to them, leave me alone. Say, leave me to serve my God. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Let us bring the service to a close. Oh, yes. Father, may we stay focused. Sometimes the behavior of certain church members. Sometimes the behavior of your shepherd. Sometimes your pastor. But when God has called you, stay focused. Stay focused. Sometimes your colleagues, like the sons of prophets, they will come to you and they say, you are doing too much, you are going too far. You are taking the thing too far. Sometimes your family members, they say, we brought you. We can't go today, but where are you going? We cannot drive you today. We are not going. You say, I will take a cab and I will go by myself. I will take the train and I will go by myself. I will take the bus and I will go by myself. Because it is about me and my God. It is not about us as a group. It is about me and my God. Oh, stay focused. Keep focused. Keep focused. Yes. Stay focused. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Elijah stayed focused. No matter what Elijah said. He said, the anointing that you want, it will come if you continue on. If you continue to follow. If you continue to tarry. If you continue to follow. If you will see me at the last minute when I am taken away from you. That is when you receive that anointing. If you will continue on. He said, you have asked for a hard thing. You have asked for a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you will see me, the minute, the second that I'm being taken away, that means if you will continue to follow. Yes. Fall afresh Make my mind, remove my mind that it shall be the mind of Christ that I shall stay focused. Lord, help me to stay focused. Help me to focus on Christ. Let me not be turned away by any behavior. Let me not be turned away by any activity. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Break me.
Father, we are thankful. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you this evening. Lord, this evening we avail our hearts to you. We avail our lives to you. We say, Lord, break us. Melt us. Fill us, Lord. Let us be that vessel. A vessel fit for your anointing. Let us have the vessel of a servant that is remolded. Lord, mold us into servants. Melt us into servants. Form us into servants that your anointing can fill us. Let us have the heart of Elisha. The mind that was in Christ Jesus. May we have that same mind, oh God. A mind to serve, oh God. May we never be distracted. Sometimes we are distracted by our friends. They tell us we are doing too much. They tell us that the person that we are following is not truthful. Father, help us, Lord, to stay focused. They say that the power is gone out of the man of God. Father, may we stay focused. May we stay focused. Elisha stayed focused. And there was destined for him a double portion of the anointing that was in Elijah. But he said, you have asked for a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you will continue on, if you will still walk with me, if you will continue to go with me through Bethel, if you will come with me to Jericho, if you will come with me to Jordan, and you will see me at that last moment when I am being taken away, if you will continue on, if you will persist, if you will break through all the resistance and opposition from the sons of prophets, if you will break through all these resistances, and you will continue on till the last minute when I am taken away from you, then what you have come, what you have asked for, though as hard as it is, it will become possible. But if you will not continue on, if my sayings will turn you away, if the things that I'm doing should turn you away, if the things that I'm saying should make you not follow anymore, then you will not receive it. May you persist. May you persist. Thank God all afresh on me. Beloved, I don't know what you have asked the Lord for. I don't know what petitions you have brought to the Lord. It seems you are not getting it, but persist. Sometimes even what you have asked for seems to be a hard thing. But if you will persist and become a servant, if you will continue to serve him, if you will continue to serve him, that difficult thing, if you will not lose focus, that difficult thing, he says it will become possible. If you will continue on. If you will not be distracted. If the things of this world will not distract you. If friends will not distract you. If family members will not distract you. If your husband will not distract you. If your wife will not distract you. If the man of God will not distract you. And you stay focused. And you let that mind continue to be in you. Just as was in Christ Jesus. Though the thing be impossible. He said, though it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. All are fresh on me. Father, as we continue in our faith and in our walk with you, 
I ask, oh God, as we persist, Father, the hard things that we have asked for, Lord, may they come to us. May they come to us. May they come to us. In a flash of a light, may those things come to us. As we persist and as we continue, as we are not distracted, Lord, may that thing come to us in the name of Jesus. May you change every impossibility to become possibilities. Transform the difficult things to become easier. Make the crooked path straight, oh God. Father, it seems it's a hard thing, but look upon our hearts. As we have the heart of Christ, as we have engaged in the mind of Jesus, as we focus on you, Lord, as we are not distracted, may you transform all these difficult situations and difficult conditions. Oh God, the things that send us sleeplessness keeps us crying on our beds, causes us, oh Lord, to rise up in the middle of the night and take it away our sleep. Father, these things, the things that torture us, they look impossible. But as we stay focused, Lord, may you grant us these things in the name of Jesus. Oh, tonight, may you transform the impossibilities. Tonight, as we stay focused, Lord, may you cause the impossibilities to become possible. For with you, all things are possible. Elisha asked for the impossible. Elisha asked for a hard thing. But when he stayed focused, he became an easy thing. We thank you, Lord. We bless you for the transformation that has come upon us tonight. Because we have been faithful in our work with you. You say we shall return and we shall see the difference between the righteous and the wicked. Between those who serve you and those who do not serve you. May you make that discernment. May you see that which God has proposed in your life. May you come to that place. May you arrive at that place where Elisha came to and you shall return. And the same people who laughed at you, they will come and they will bow before you. The same people who were creating these things, they will come to you and they will apologize. You shall return and they shall come back. And they will bow to you in the name of Jesus. Father, everyone that is here tonight, I ask for transformation because of their faithfulness. I ask for transformation. Transform the difficulties. Transform difficult situations and challenging conditions and difficult conditions and sexual cases that has come into their life. Lord, I reverse it in the name of Jesus. By the power of the blood of Jesus that has come upon me, I reverse every impossible situation. And every impossible condition tonight. In the name of Jesus. We thank you Lord Jesus. In Jesus name. And may I hear the saints say. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.